Ooh. Another episode of the Sports Red Podcast. We are breaking down this NBA Finals, uh, giving you a little recap and just giving you some info on what we talked about before the series started. The initial game one threw me off a little bit, kind of similar to the Sixers series um, with the Hawks where they put Danny Green on mm. Trey Young. Right. They didn't have Drew Holiday guarding Chris Paul. Right. They had him guarding Devin Booker, which I don't think was bad, but it gave you that same impression where the offensive uh, player in Chris Paul had the advantage right. on who was guarding him at the time. I think it might have been uh, P.J. Tucker, yeah. which was not a good matchup. And I said to some people at the end of that game, if they don't watch the film and see what's wrong with these matchups, it's not going to be a long yeah, series. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently they did see something um, or something was brought to their attention and they made the adjustments. But Drew Holiday in the last two games and Chris Milton as well, mm-hmm. but more so – Drew Holiday has been playing like we knew him to play when he was here. Mm-hmm. And and, I, and people forget, and I tell people, remind people all the time, he's a legit 6'4". Yes, he he is. is a point guard, can run the show. A pure point guard. Pure, true point guard, if you will. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. He can play on the perimeter. He can create his own shot, finish with either hand, going to the rim and at the rim, can shoot the three, but takes also takes pride on that defensive end. Yeah, yeah. That's and that was the big thing when we broke down the matchups. We broke down mm-hmm. the matchups. We said, okay, who's who do we feel like has the advantage in in specific uh, times in the game, or mm-hmm. or when you're doing a comparison. Prior to the series even started, you say, well, if this happens, if this player ends up here, this is going to be an issue here. You know what I mean? So some stuff came through filtration. Some of it didn't. But the majority of stuff we talked about is now happening. You know what I mean? As much as I would want Chris Paul to possibly win a chip, Mm -hmm. the reality is Milwaukee just won three straight. And... The way the way the momentum looks, mm-hmm. I don't see them winning out to win this series. I don't see Phoenix winning out to win this series. As much as I would love anything to go seven, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just a it's just a weird thing to see this team go through spurts. And normally, normally when they went go through their drops of scoring. They can kind of, they can kind of get a couple stops here and there, get out on a break, you know what I mean? Do some things, mm-hmm. but I mean, Milwaukee cut a sixteen point deficit. Yeah, they did. You know what I mean? Cut a sixteen point deficit, mm-hmm. so it has to deflate your team in some way. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. know that you were close enough to get that game. Right. You know what I mean? You were close enough to get that game. Right. So now you got to come back the next game knowing the adjustments that team made. What are you going to adjust to mm-hmm. on the adjustments that they made? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, one of the things, now that you just brought that up, one of the things I just thought about is 
the fact that if you look at the makeup of the rosters, you could very eagerly say it for dialogue and conversation and debate that uh, Milwaukee has the way they're playing right now, people, I'm just taking what I'm seeing in these first five games, have three legitimate stars that are playing like three legitimate yeah. stars. Yeah. Uh, no disrespect to the Suns, but if you look at it, like I said, if you say legitimate stars, there's only two, two. there. There's a, a serious budding star in DeAndre Ayton. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of young pieces that have been playing well but you can somewhat see the experience level in that moment, mm-hmm. which is giving Milwaukee the slight upper hand. Uh, on the other side, for Phoenix, Jay Crowder, a consummate role player. Mm-hmm. Right. But then you say, on the other side, you go back and you look at Milwaukee again, and like I said, the experience factor from which what this team has been mostly been together the past three years and what they've done in the playoffs the past three years most of the Phoenix Suns, this is their first time ever in the playoffs. Correct. They have one player, I think it's one player on both teams that have ever been to the finals, and that's Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. But you look at, you say the role players, you got a lot of youth on the Suns side. Right. But then you have the guys like Bobby Portis, Pat Connaughton, mm-hmm. um, although he's not playing much, the George Teague. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else is on there right there? P.J. Tucker. They have a slight advantage as far as the role players with experience, which is a big thing in the, on that stage and in that moment. And, again, I'm like you. I, I gave them praise, all of the praise, um, because of where they were the last couple of years up until now and what Monty Williams and Chris Paul have done for right. that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely was happy for them as long with Chris Paul because he finally is getting the opportunity to play in – the finals and it's becoming like they see like they like they like to say that game of chess it's that chess game and right now Milwaukee's coaching staff is winning that chess game I won't go as far and say that Monty Williams is under a lot of pressure although we know he is I don't want to say it because I think if I say that, it would kind of diminish what he has done for that team throughout the entire year. And like I said, Chris Paul is a huge part of it. But Chris Paul is only the player. Monty Williams has to manage that game, and he has done that for them um, throughout the season and all through the playoffs. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come out. And... People are going to possibly bring in the Devin Booker factor. But in games four and five, you see that the defense and the way that they've been playing defense on Devin Booker has him slightly frustrated. And I say that he's a little slightly frustrated because, again, he's one of those players that has first time in the playoffs. Right. Done a hell of a job. And it's literally and it's like still, the old heads versus the young yeah, and, and it's still doing a hell of a job. And one of the things, like we mentioned, uh, we actually mentioned 
was it? We mentioned Chris Middleton and Devin Booker, who would arguably, in a lot of ways, cancel each other out. Yeah. And yeah. that has happened. Yeah. You know, um, Chris Booker, Devin Booker had forty. Middleton had what 37, 37, 39, somewhere like that. And then again, Devin Booker with forty, and then they had to split the twenty-seven from Drew mm-hmm. Holiday, the thirty-something, and the twenty high twenties from Middleton. And that momentum and people like if you don't understand, you haven't played any sports. Momentum is huge. It's everything. If you don't believe that it's huge, go back and watch. Game four, and then watch game five again. Like Baldy said, they overcame a 16-point lead. Mm-hmm. So that just shows you that the momentum and the experience level was, in a nutshell, okay, we've been in this position before. Mm-hmm. Let's do what we do, mm-hmm. and we can get back in this game. And they did it. Um, I also like the fact that Monty Williams understands the youth in his team. And one of the things he told them, I think it was after the game four loss, he said, um, we've always talked about doing what we wanted to do. We have to get past hard. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is hard. Right. And I totally agree with that. Uh, Frank is tuned in. Frank is going as far as saying that the Suns are done, is what he said. Let me see if I can... Get that comment back up. Um, I mean, I'm going to go back and see back what up. he said when we asked uh, who was going to win this series. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, now, me initially, I I, I actually, uh, I said the Suns in six is what I had said. And the reason I said that was because of me watching Milwaukee in the past couple years and how they just couldn't get over the hump. Mm-hmm. They gave you the fight. Um, now he's saying now he says Bucks and six. Um, I, I think I might have said I might have said Phoenix too. Yeah, I, I believe I, I, I know said I said Phoenix. Phoenix. I, I said Phoenix I think you know what I even go so far. I, I think I might have said Phoenix, but I don't. I might not have put a number of games on it because I knew what the Bucks would be in the fight. But again, like I said, I picked Phoenix because I knew that Milwaukee would give you the fight. Mm-hmm. But often, too many, two times, too too many times, often. They did not finish the fight. Mm-hmm. But from what I saw in games four and five, they look a lot more focused than they had been um, in the last year, last couple years. And I also think they're taking some things from that uh, conference finals against Brooklyn, where it's playing out the same way. Mm-hmm. It's it playing is. out the same way. This is how that series played out. Yeah, it did. And we talk about runs and momentum, right? Mm-hmm. The same way. We know that the game is is based off of runs and stopping runs. Right. And how do you stop runs? How how mm-hmm. do you how do you match the momentum of the other team? Right. Well, I told you that, and we both agree that to me, Chris Middleton is the run stopper. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. When you need the bucket, he gonna get you mm-hmm. that bucket, however you want it. Right. He going he he a prime time player in that regard. Mm-hmm. He's the guy. For Phoenix, it should be Devin Booker, but it's Chris Paul. Right. 
Chris Paul's the guy that can get you the bucket, but he can't put his back to the basket. Right. He can't get the easier shot, even though his mid-range jump shot is killer. Mm-hmm. So is Middleton's. Mm-hmm. And then Middleton can turn around and put his back to the basket. You know what yeah. I mean? So the matchup, the matchup problem that that occurs during pick and rolls, pick and pops on the switch. Right. Middleton to me always seems like he has the advantage. Mm-hmm. Where it's not always in Chris Paul's advantage on a pick and pop or whatever. You know right. what I mean? It just only seems like if I put a specific player on him, mm-hmm. he may have that advantage. But right. that's where it stops. Yeah. It doesn't matter with, with Chris Middleton. Right. He can get a shot off on anybody. Right. You know what I mean? And and that becomes a momentum stopper and a momentum changer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that showed throughout the last two games. Yeah. The last four four games. Yeah. He's really. been balling the whole series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even when even when Giannis wasn't doing his part, he was still rocking and rolling. Yeah. So it's like you said, I, and I, the way I look at it is, the Phoenix Suns are like a young boy team that got an old head. Old head trying to teach the young boys. Mm-hmm. Whereas Milwaukee is a team full of old heads, but got some young boys on there. But mm-hmm. the old heads just know how to get it done right now. Yeah. It seemed like they figured the young boys out. Right. You know what I mean? And whatever adjustment Monty Williams is going to make, I mean, honestly, it's not. There, honestly, there is no adjustment. You got to play right. now. You got to play. Like yeah. one and done. You lose, you're done. Yep. You know what I mean? So there's nothing else to talk about. Yeah. So it's no more that we got three games to get two. And, and you got to win. Now you got two, two games out. to get two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big difference, you know. And, and just to touch on um, the comparison you just made with with Chris Paul and um, Chris Middleton. I look at it as using the football reference, so to speak. Chris Paul is the quarterback. When the play is called, the ball gets snapped, he's going to go through his progressions mm-hmm. and decide on what's the right play. Right. Whether it's keep it a little bit, let the play develop to get somebody open to get an easy bucket, or I'm going to dribble into and get my mid-range fadeaway jump shot. Right. On the flip side, like you, like you said, because Chris Middleton can play with his back to the basket, it's a determination and it's one-sided. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get a bucket. Yeah, yeah. And if I got to shoot it from the three, dribble into the mid-range, or if I got to turn my back and back you down and get a bucket, mm-hmm. my whole determination is to get a bucket. And, and like you said, that's where that difference is. Also, like you just said, Monty Williams, not really much of an adjustment that can be made, if you will, because like you said, now it's one and done. Yeah, you're relying on your guys to make tough shots. Damn near every play down the court. Yeah. Because they defend it. And then the defense has to liven up, if you will. Uh, DeAndre Ayton was in foul trouble in game four. He was close to being in foul trouble in game five. Mm -hmm. But like you said, Baldy, it's the, like you said, it's kind of like the old head team playing against the young boys. And Giannis knows that if I attack DeAndre Ayton, I can get him in foul trouble. And it's not that much of an adjustment or that much of a change because that's what Giannis does. Right, exactly. Exactly. And like we did, we also mentioned he will shoot the ball, Mm -hmm. the little drive into the basket, little floaters and things of that nature, which he's not really adept at. 
shooting the three and things of that. He will shoot those, but his forte is attacking the basket, feeling that contact so he can get that spin and get to the rim and finish. Because he has the perfect nickname, the Greek Freak, he's such a freak of nature and so long that it takes him less space than others to get to the rim because of his length and his athleticism. So and he's not he's not looking to throw it out 30, right. 30 feet out for a three, for a three but he pointer. getting that paint. Right. You know what I mean? He getting that paint. Yeah. He's trying to score. He's trying to dunk it on your head or trying to finish yeah, he's trying to, score. To, yeah. to the rim. Yep. You know? One of the other matchups I, I've seen um, that I've actually taken notice of, rather, is the center matchup. The Brooke mm-hmm. Lopez, DeAndre Ayton. And this is what I said when I said there's a budding star in DeAndre Ayton. But if you look at, excuse me, he somewhat has the reluctancy to come all the way out on Robin Lopez. Yeah. And we know that Robin Lopez can shoot that three. And we know that's his normal, if you will, role when he's on the court with Giannis. Like you broke it down. When Giannis is on the court with Lopez, he tends to not play in the post. Mm -hmm. Because Giannis really needs that space to operate. When he does play in the post... He's a little bit better than average. Yeah. And I say that meaning he plays within himself. Where he's not going to try and do things that he's not comfortable with doing. Things that he's not used to doing. Which fit into that offense. It was a particular play um, the other night. Somewhat late in that game. Where Chris Middleton had the ball. He dribbled into a double team. But he visioned, he saw the, in his vision, he saw the double team coming. He kicked it out to Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday, being the consummate point guard, waited for that entire play to develop. And ultimately, he zips the pass into Brooke Lopez, who was wide open under the basket. And exactly what Jeff Van Gundy said as commentator, I love what he did. What he, did. he caught the ball high, kept it high, and finished at the rim. Mm-hmm. Where there was not enough was too much room to recover because of the double team and him knowing his teammates and knowing that he would get the ball if he was wide open from mm-hmm. Drew, just rolled right to the front of the rim. I think those are some of the things that DeAndre Ayton will learn. Um, I think you is you would give you, you would give yourself a somewhat misguided view of that in the last two games because of the way that uh, Milwaukee was scoring the ball mm-hmm. where his basketball knowledge told him I got to get back. I got to try and get back. So it was a little bit out of position a lot of times and they got some easy buckets. But I don't know if it's going to happen for um, I mean Aiden did give you 20 and 10. Yeah. You know. So when you look, so when we start thinking about, when we start thinking about how, how you look at the game. Well, let's break down some, let's break down some numbers. Aiden had twenty and ten. Okay, Aiden had twenty and ten. Brooke Lopez had nine and six. That's a cancel out. We know who wins that battle, but it's what, it's what Brooke Lopez does. When Brooke Lopez is out on the perimeter. Aiden has to come out, which gives more room in the post for 
Chris Middleton. It gives more room in the post for Giannis. It gives more room in the paint for Drew Holiday that can come off the dribble and get to the basket or dish y'all. So once we start looking at how the game is being played out, you got to start thinking about how how the kickout is, how how teams adjust, how teams really will or won't adjust. And that's going to be the determination on who wins that series. But to have 20 and 10 as a young guy in the finals, which Aiden did, that's 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 heavy. Yeah. But that second quarter killed them. It killed them. Because the first quarter they scored 37. Next quarter they scored 24, but M- Milwaukee scored 43. Right. So you gave up 43 points in the second quarter. It's a lot. It's a lot of points in 12 minutes. It's a lot of points, man. A lot of points. <laughs> a lot of points in and 12 Phoenix minutes. And Phoenix did outscore them by six in the fourth. But yeah. the they were so far behind. Point, that 16-point run mm-hmm. that they had, that 16-point lead, you just watched it diminish. And then you just yeah. watched body language. Once you start Absolutely. watching body language, you can tell yep. that they knew. Like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here come the run. So mm-hmm. how do you stop the momentum? Yeah. If you don't have a and momentum stopper on your team, or if your momentum stopper is being challenged by a guy that don't like to give up points anyway. Right. And then turns right back around and gives you buckets. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder for that team to score because they rely yeah. on that. Yeah, you know. And me watching it, it brings back um, initially the thought of what usually uh, teams do when they have players like Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. We're going to let Devin Booker get his. We're going to buck down everybody else. Ain't nobody else, ain't nobody else going to beat us. Yeah. But looking at this, it's kind of the total opposite for Milwaukee. And I'm not saying that they just saying, oh, well, Devin Booker can get his. They're, he's getting his. Because I think he's that much of a skilled athlete mm-hmm. and a scorer. Right. But they're making everything tough for him. I, I'm willing to bet that he was spent after that game scoring at 40. Oh, most definitely. Because of how hard he had to work. Mm-hmm. And I think, like we just talked about, the experience factor of those younger players. Mm-hmm. Where we gonna put y'all, we gonna put the light on y'all. And we ain't worried about we gonna we gonna de Devin Booker up. He yeah. still might get his. His is gonna be tough. What are you guys gonna do to have his back to get this? Where, like you said, the younger guys for Milwaukee have been in it, so it's a little calmer on yeah. that end. Yeah. Where, okay, pick, like yeah. we can pick players out. Bobby Portis. We know what Bobby Portis gonna mm-hmm. do. And they know he's going to come and he's going to give us energy. If he wide open, we know he's going to take the shot. Mm-hmm. He, again, like I said with Brooke Lopez, he's going to play within himself. He's going to give you that energy. He's going to play D. He's going to rebound. You don't have to call no plays for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Pat Connaughton. He's going to do his best. He's is a defensive liability, something to speak. Right, right. But he's going to do his best. He's going to fight. Mm-hmm. And he's going to get to his spots and shoot that three. So, you know. Yeah, he's going to play his role. Yeah. He's going to play his role. Yeah. You and, get and, what you get. You and, know what now, I mean? and now that they're a game up, going back home, it becomes even easier for them now because they're more relaxed. <laughs> I was going to say. Like, they, they're a lot more the relaxed. The of being home 
is in your favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong. They still they still come out and be complacent and get their ass kicked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It happens. We've seen it. Yeah. I wanted to go seven because I don't want the season to be over. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, it just looks, it looked like they figured them out. Yeah. It looks like they figured them out even when the, even when their best hit and they on their run, it still looks like, all right, well, we knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go and chop it. The next three minutes, we get it down to ten. Next two minutes, we get it down to five, four. Mm-hmm. Last five minutes of the game, we in one shot of, of taking the lead. That's all you want. It's a progression. Yeah. And the game of basketball, especially for young guys that's playing the game, they they think they got to they got it just got to happen right now. Right. Yeah, got nah. No, it's not going to happen. It's like a that. it's a progressive thing. And no game is won on the last shot. The score may change on the last shot mm-hmm. or the shot that leads to the game winning basket. But then when you dig into the stats and you realize you got out rebounded Mm-hmm. By fifteen or ten, like you said, there was a major disparity in the free throws. I think that was game was a game look, four. It's, it's always a stat. Yeah, it's like one Giannis. Giannis shot more free throws in that game than the entire Phoenix Suns team. Listen, it's always a stat in the game that's going to shine light on why a team won or lost. Mm-hmm. It, it always is, and it doesn't. It never comes down to the last shot. The Absolutely. last shot may end up giving you the W. Or the L, but let's dig into the to the meat and potatoes of what happened. Yeah, you, Chris Paul said it himself. Chris Paul said it himself. He said, "Listen, man, when he's on that free throw line, well, he's expecting to miss too. So we got to box out." Mm-hmm. Well, he shouldn't have to say that when you got a poor free throw shoot on the free throw line. You should already be in position or in your mind state to. To rumble every time he get to that free throw line yeah, on that second shot, or if it's on a se- it's, it's the second shot at the and one, mm-hmm. you got to dig in. You got to know this. You got to yeah. know. It's a fifty. It's a toss up. It's fifty fifty. You know it. You it's know fifty fifty. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, his shots hit the front of the rim. Yep. They normally hit the front of the rim. When he misses bad, it normally tips the front of the rim. Mm-hmm. It's rare that it hits back iron and, and pops out. Yeah. When you watch the way he shoots free throws. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's that Dennis Rodman stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like being able to know how you shoot and normally where mm-hmm. your shots miss. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure they digging in and watching tape. I'm sure they got so enough let's watch tape. Watch his misses. They got enough tape. Let's watch his misses. <laughs> let's let's yeah. look at what he. I seen it, and yeah. I'm at home watching it. <laughs> so I know, yeah. I know that they they dug in. And it's just, a, again, we always talk about effort. It's just about mm-hmm. effort. And that's what Chris Paul was talking about. Absolutely. That effort on that free throw line. Yeah. So, there you have it, folks. That is your NBA Finals recap so far. Like I said, tomorrow night, game six in Milwaukee. Could possibly be a closeout game for Milwaukee. Or we could push the game to seven to that lovable phrase that we all love in sports. The two words that we live for. <laughs> In sports, it's game seven. Game seven, So, folks, we're going to take a quick second. We're going to get some things together. As you see, you're looking, I'm sure, and I know you are. Our guest is in the building. We're going to get some things together real quick, and we're going to come right back. So it's not going to be a long break. So don't go get no water. Don't go get no juice. Don't even go to the bathroom, 
Oh, matter of fact, no, no. Just go to the bathroom. Nature calls. <laughs> when nature calls, you got to take care of that. So go ahead and go to the bathroom. Just don't be in there like Pops in Friday. Mm-hmm. All right? You got to get in and get out. We'll be right back on Sports Rap in just, another, uh, just a second. On the other side, we'll be right back with you, folks. Stay tuned. The second hour of the Sports Rap Podcast. You see our guest is here. We have a good friend of mine, Mr. Darren Akers. A lot of you tuned in, and we are live right now. Sports Rap Podcast is the group page on Facebook. So if you're not a member, you can still tune in and check out what's going on. But Darren Akers, the majority of you know him as Slim. <laughs> Dead Poet Society. DPS Studios. Former co-owner of the Camden Monarchs. Mm-hmm. And you know me and dealings, my dealings with the Camden Monarchs. We also had him here a while back before we got into that crazy pandemic. And we were talking about his own team, the Yaden Kings, has recently struck another deal, always on the go, always busy. Just working. Always working. Like, see, he's so humble, just working. Now the team has moved, and they are now going by the name of the Atlantic City Seagulls. Has a legend working with him as his GM. Lenny Cook. And if anybody tuned in doesn't know Lenny Cook, you don't know that name, I'm going to find you, I'm going to tie you to a chair, and I'm going to give you a lesson. But no, seriously, you can Google it and find out about Lenny Cook. I apologize for Lenny not being here today, too. He just has some stuff to take care of in New York that came up last minute. That's cool. See, that another legend. Working. Working. So, the team in Yaden, and like I said, we got hit with that gut punch, face punch, that combination with that pandemic Mm -hmm. that shut the world down. And it it put a lot of, as we like to say, put a lot of monkey wrenches into a lot of plans. My fault. COVID might have been a good thing for me, though. Okay. It's the first time I heard somebody say that. I'm just... It just exposed a lot of other stuff, too, besides, you know, uh, the health stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. It exposed a lot of people for who they were. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can get behind that. So yeah, I can agree with that. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let, let's take a little walk, now that you brought that up. And I'm not signifying or playing devil's advocate here. We are sports rap. You know you know our motto, station station that keeps it 100. You just brought that up. So let's take a walk down that, down that road where the team was in Yaden. And again, like, we, like it was when we talked about it here, there was another team in Yaden um, that was already in the ABA. Delco Desperado. Right. And, and you guys – Pre-COVID, so this is why I understand what he just said, uh, talked about it, came to a business agreement where both teams could exist right. in an area like Yaden, which is a small area. Right, and I'm right. not discrediting Yaden or whatever, but if you live in the city, in the suburbs or whatever, you know some of the counties are a little bit small, they're a little closer-knit. So that's what I mean when I say that. So so you, you got together, you had some discussions 
and you figured out together a way to have both teams um, be present in right. Yaden. Right, correct. Then COVID hit. Right. And in a small way, you could arguably say that was like Thor's hammer on all of the work that you guys did together. Yeah, it was like a gift and a curse, though, because, it, like I said, it, it exposed a lot of stuff, um, not only people, but how uh, just how everything could just be, could just stop, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and nobody have a plan or, you know what I mean? We just don't know what's going to happen next, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so uh, it, it showed me that you have to have multiple ways to get out here and get some money. And um, it kind of helped us because we weren't really ready as a team um, to build it how it should have been built. And like you okay. said, Gaten's a small town, so it, it it took a lot more than we were prepared for. Um, right. I think the market was is like 20,000 people. Something okay. like that. 20,000 people live in Yaden. Um So, uh, thinking back now, I, I'm happy it stopped this because it wasn't the smartest idea to me um, to even put that team in that area. Mm-hmm. But that's that business hustle in you mm-hmm. and that work in you where, look, I, I did it with, I was part of the Monarchs, so I know with my pedigree and what I've already done on my own outside of, having a professional basketball team, I know what I could do. Right. So it was like, look, I can do this. Right. And Yaden is close. It's home. I got some ties there. Right. I know I had some people going in right. that I, listen, this is what I want to do, and it's more or less like, Let's we with you. Let's right. do it. Right. You know, right. we right. got it. Right. And then, like you said, when COVID hit, you, you learned a lot of things. Right. You learned a lot of things, rather. Right. And... A lot of times I talk to people about this show and sometimes people don't understand the true business side. Like me and my partner, we always try to get people, we give you your sports, we talk about that, but we always try to inform people and enlighten people about the business side. Right. And people oftentimes don't believe how cutthroat business can be. For sure. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So we always try to bring some of that in. And like with me and the show, I'll present stuff to people and... When I initially present stuff to him, oh, you come on and do an interview, this, that, and the third, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, I'm with it, whatever, whatever. Okay, so send me your email so I can send you the particulars on how we're going to do this. Right. Then it's like that crickets. Like, yeah, right. like oh, I can't just show up. Yeah, like I can't just show up <laughs> and talk about my stuff and this and that. It's like, well, you could, but it's a business side of that. So it's a possibility there could be a fee in there. Right. Or it might just be some stipulations on how you can handle, how you product your, conduct yourself in this interview, what you can bring to this interview. And it's kind of like that cliche, unfortunately, with our people. where Somebody always wants something for nothing. For sure. But I'm sure Slim understands the businesses that he has, the two businesses that he has. People got to understand, listen, I got work to do. Yeah. I built this from nothing. Right. And I'm not going to let one person, two people come in and ride off my coattails. Right. Like, perfect example, I'm and and I talk up talk to this talk to Monica about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Because of the show and thank God with my partner and the people behind me and the success that we've had, I get people all the time that 
hit up my Instagram and follow me and say, well, follow for follow and love the page and this and that. How can we like to collab? But as soon as I say to them, look, well, what you got in mind? Send me an email. We're not going to talk business on social media. Right. I need you to be concise and business-like and send me, give you my email address. Send me an email. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're looking for, what you're trying to do, whatever, and we can talk about it. And then again, you get those people that just shy away. Right. But oh, like yeah. you said, they always lurking because yeah. I see them. You know, I like even if I don't follow you back, I know now that you're following me, which I don't understand how people don't get that. Uh, so yeah. I know you watching right. because I I get alerts when you see when you like a picture or yeah. when you like this yeah. and that. So yeah. you it's know. a weird thing about business. The thing about business is you think people understand it, but they never but do. But they don't. Yeah. Right. The thing is. Most people don't read books. Right. They just want to do it. Right. And they don't understand, like, the, the material you need to really run a business, you got to do some homework. Right. You know homework. what I mean? Absolutely. Like, people have, people have been in businesses for years. Right. They've got a script. There's a format. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. Every format is not built for sure. everybody. Right. But at least you should know it. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And if you know it and it becomes familiar then it's not a surprise to you when I say, all right, well, listen, there is a fee if, you know, you want to do, that's part of business. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? Now, if you don't want to do it, you don't want to invest in yourself. Right. And you let me know how serious you are about your business. Right, absolutely. And it's easy for me to turn it off then. Right. Mm -hmm. Because what you want to do is just have a conversation. Right. You don't really want to have, you don't don't really want to do business. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it's easy for you to just say, you know what, you're right, I'll get back to you. Mm -hmm. I, I can deal with you from afar That's because real. you're not serious. That's right. And if you're serious about your business, you're not going to let people come into your aura right. with not being serious. Right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And they're wasting your time and mm-hmm. your energy and, you, and all the hustle and budget that you're putting in. For sure. They're wasting your time, man. So yeah. you can't allow people to waste your time. Right. Because as Absolutely. we just seen, time is, time is, you, you yeah. can't get it back. That's right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you can't, can't get, get it back. back. That's yeah. real. That around, around when the pandemic hit, there's no lie, man. I went in my basement, man, and I literally had cases of books. Stuff that I haven't read and yet network marketing stuff. Stuff that I haven't read in years. Mm-hmm. I start, and I mean, I got posted stickers, everything in there from stuff that I studied over the years. I start cracking them back open. And just right. like any book, according to what's going on in your life, when you reread that book, right. there's some new stuff that you found in there That's that right. you didn't pay attention to because you weren't, you weren't ready for it right. then, at that time, but yeah. you're ready for it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's amazing how a lot yeah. of people just don't. Yeah, a lot of stuff really Yeah, they don't want to put that part you. of Part of the work ethic. My grandma used to say, "If you want to hide something from a nigga, you put it in a book." Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely, and that's true. That's very true. true. You know, and I'm sure you've seen it firsthand. Not so much the full extent, literally, of the words, but the concept. For Mm -hmm. sure, you see it. So, with moving the team, tell us a little bit, if you will, about what happened in. You coming up with the idea of having your own team and doing it in Atlantic City. So to be completely like honest with you, um, I put this together in like a month and a half. Um, I decided to uh, separate from the ownership team of that owned the Gaten team. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the CEO, but 
everybody wasn't on the same thought process. Um, okay. So I decided to step away from that. And when I did, uh, I actually just went to Atlantic City and I just chilled for a little bit, uh, like two days. And um, Lenny actually called me. And we were just talking, you know, basketball. You know, we talk all the time just as friends. You know, that's my friend first. Mm -hmm. So we talk all the time um, just encouraging each other and, you know, just talking about different stuff. And he was like, yo, it would be crazy if we could just get a team here in Atlantic City. And I was like, bro, you just struck something in me. Like, mm -hmm. that's what we got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we talked about it. We talked about it. And, um... I think like a week later, uh, I was meeting with uh, Marty Small, the mayor of Atlantic City, and uh, he actually um, played for the team. The team was, the Atlantic City Seagulls was originally a team in the USBL. Mm -hmm. um, it was owned by a gentleman named uh, King Gross. Uh, he's a real estate developer. So uh, once Marty had told me, you know, uh, he played for the team and stuff, uh, I sat down with King Gross, the former owner. Uh, we talked for a long time. Uh, we built, he just told me everything that he felt about, like, Atlantic City and how he built the team there. And uh, he gave me his blessings, you know, to go ahead and keep it moving. And uh, that's just what I did. Cool. Shout out to Marty Smalls. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Marty yeah. Yeah. Dude, and a lot dude. of people may not know that he is the mayor mm. of Atlantic City. Absolutely. Um, and I mean that literally, like I just mentioned in that other comment, you know, literally the mayor Politically, the mm -hmm. mayor, you know, people might say, might hear me and I say the mayor of Atlanta City and they just thinking all the events yeah, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he has done. And, you know, just that kind of like street code. Yeah, mm -hmm. he the mayor of the, the city. Mayor. No. Same rap city. Same, yeah. He's the legit, <laughs> you know, he's the legit mayor. And um, he's doing some great things over there in Absolutely. Atlanta City. Um, he cares about will. that city a lot. Very, yeah, very you can tell, you can tell with the things that he does that he has grown from Marty Smalls, the party promoter, For the sure. event guy, to being a um, true political um, figure in that city. So, you not moved. to cut you off my fault, but not for nothing. Marty got AC like Vegas right now. Like, if you go down there, that joint is lit. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's open. Yeah. Everybody outside. It's no right. mass. It's so what perfect? What more perfect than to bring? Right. A professional basketball <laughs> team too, Atlantic City. Like you said, it was a team there prior mm -hmm. to now. They got three Same championships. Yeah, um, I saw that. A couple championships yeah, they, down they, there. They went four years in a row, won three. Uh, Marty's actually on that championship team. Uh, R. Mm -hmm. Kelly was on the team. Um, I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, basketball wise, apparently it was. <laughs> I'm now just you saying. Are. Yeah, you know. <laughs> He got but, a championship. Yeah, yeah, he got a chip. Yeah, he got a chip in it. So, you know, we can give him his, we can give him his flowers for that. Yeah, you know, yeah. definitely. So, again, a, a great city, like you just mentioned, how things have grown in Atlanta City. And I continue, I use that word grown. I, I hate to say blew up, mm -hmm. man. I, I think or grown or evolved. Sure. I think yeah, evolved. Yeah. Or have grown mm -hmm. are two better words, sure. because a lot of us in the city of Philadelphia, we know, or we thought we knew, mm -hmm. Atlantic City. Sure. Just going down to the casino, sure. you know, it used to be all the bus trips to the casino. You looking forward to getting that little food voucher yes, and a couple of dollars there? It's totally different, it's different. now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it is a, a a major 
attraction now. And like I said, what better way than to bring some basketball back to a known prominent basketball city? So it's a beautiful thing that you were allowed to do that. Absolutely. It's and definitely a basketball community. Man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I can go back to about 91, 92 when he played in the tournament lands that he came Absolutely. Class. And Lou Rowe, Romaine Hayward. Oh. Mm-hmm. They were on that team. Lou Rowe went to UMass. Yep. Romaine Hayward ended up at LaSalle. But, I mean, he, they, I, I remember the whole gym just being everybody from Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And it was it's it's always been that way. That same tournament has been going on. Man, they used For to have years. beach stuff, everything, man. It's yeah. Like they ride together, almost how how Chester is. Right. It's mm-hmm. the same vibe. And the the fact that there is a professional basketball team in that city and its owners and its general managers are black men, people of color plays a part on the psyche of any young guy coming up watching right now and is at those games, they're seeing the people who are formulating everything look like them. That's my mission really. Um you know? I, I just wanna show I just wanna show dudes that come from where I come from or places like where I come from that you don't have to be uh LeBron James right, or right. Michael Jordan. You can do a million other things and still be the team owner or be the coach or be you know what I'm yeah. saying, the trainer or whatever. Mm-hmm. The uh, other side of basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's it's a business that runs that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mean, that a lot of kids don't know or don't even think about because they not afforded those opportunities. Oh yeah. So so right. one of my main thing is is we we have an internship program. We're working with the school district Atlantic City. Um, where we teaching the young kids after school, and uh, for the high school kids, they get an uh, internship program where they come in and actually work with us okay. uh, yeah. to learn yeah, the cool. behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to be as much in the community as possible in Atlantic City, so uh, our players, their contracts, you have to do at least two days of community service. Um, uh, you got to suit up after the games and do the press conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we making it as NBA as possible. As they're professionals. That's what it should Absolutely. be. Yeah, yeah, right. It should be. So all you folks and all you young guys, young people in Atlantic City, you just heard it here first from the owner. There's going to be internships. Mm-hmm. So you need to look into that. And also, if possible, and I'm sure these two guys are approachable because I know them. And I'm not just sitting here saying I know him. The person, the gentleman sitting next to me, Slim. Like I said, y'all know I gave his name, but I know him as Slim. I met him as Slim. After the fact, I found out what his real name is as we started talking and made talking a little bit of business and things of that nature. But definitely approachable. And you need to get with him when you can, if you can. Pick his brain. Ask him questions. Also, Lenny. The few times that I had spoken to Lenny when he was involved with the Camden Monarchs, always honest, sincere, and open conversation. Absolutely. And Slim just mentioned that he wants to let you young guys know that you you don't necessarily have to be a LeBron James or... At that point, I wanted to do this sidebar, and I said... When he just said that comment, I need you to remember that and take note of that. And do your homework. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, if you don't know Lenny Cook, you need to learn. Because in that year that LeBron James 
Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. few other guys that are stars mm-hmm. in the league right now were at one point ranked, nationally ranked, lower than Lenny. It's unfortunate that Lenny can't be here with us to tell his full story, but... We definitely going to bring him back, though. But, we just said it, will they will be back. But until they come back, young people, some of you older people, Google it. Do your homework. I think the matchup, the partnership between you and Lenny and the facets that you are is going to be great because just that short time that I was around him with the Camden Monarchs, when you're around him and he's around the game of basketball, Mm -hmm. you see his passion Mm -hmm. and his love for the game. I mean, just to make it short, in my opinion, and this is no disrespect to Lenny, in my opinion, his physical nature because of his past, and I'm not going to give it to you, I want you to do the research and look it up, because of his past, he probably really shouldn't have been playing for the Monarchs. I agree. But his passion runs so deep absolutely, that he put himself in that, in that position to help those younger players. Absolutely. To help them understand what basketball can do for you. To understand how to be a professional right. in that sport. I can even go as far as, I don't remember what game it was, but there was a game where Lenny was on the court and getting a little crazy, not so much crazy, in Camden, was getting a little herky-jerky. And sitting in the stands, I heard this big man yell, Coach, run through me. Uh He's shaking his head because he remembers that game now. At that point, shortly after that was a timeout call, things changed. They started going through him. That game ended up being a blowout. But, like I said, his passion runs so deep that he knew I'm out here basically on one leg. Right. But my head, my IQ, and my understanding of what's going on on this court, I can make things easier for these guys. And it showed, and you know, so far, so forth, we saw what happened with that game. I think you said it best. I think he just loves basketball that's mm-hmm. his passion that's mm-hmm. he don't care if it's coaching if it's gm if mm-hmm. it's playing he still goes and play pickup games you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so he just loves the game of basketball he's so passionate about it and and this is something that he he's, I mean, he's his kids play ball you know what i'm right. saying so this is okay. him so like i said i'm sure that that union was was brought about very easily yeah, yeah. And, yeah i'm pretty sure what? yeah that's my oh, guy yeah. I you, no I doubt like i said he, a coach told me, he said, you can fall out of love with basketball, but the game of basketball never leaves you. Right. Absolutely. When you really love the game, just like you love mm-hmm. your chick, you'll find ways to be around her. Right. Mm-hmm. You'll find ways to get back. Right. Even, right. If you get, even if you get mad at the game, game done did you dirty. Right. Injuries, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. You'll find your way back to it somehow because you can't live without it. That's right. It's like you Yo. you don't function right and without it. That's right. You know what I mean? And him being a GM, that's just him wanting to have his hand on it 
somehow, some way, I gotta be, I gotta be mm-hmm. attached to it. Right. Because this is what right. I know. This is what I do. Yep. And this thing I love. You know what I mean? If this thing you love, you gotta find a way to be around it. Yeah. And, and he, he's huge on like trying to uh, steer players from making those same mistakes right. Right. that mm-hmm. he made. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's so, yeah. the major. I think, yeah, I was. I think Me, that's like one that's of the major. Thing. I think that's one of the most beautiful things in that union, where you got the full gamut in your GM. Right, for sure. Somebody mm-hmm. from the hood. Right. Um, we know when you had tryouts, it's gonna be guys from the hood coming to try out. Right, right. And he's done it. He's, he's done that's, it. That's what he's it made mistakes. He's overcome his mistakes. His passion is there. So. This is what I mean when I say to you young guys in Atlantic City or Philly, whoever wants to come and try out for this team, even if you don't make it, if you if and when you get the opportunity to talk to Lenny, talk to him. For sure. Because you never know where it might point you. And he's a perfect example now of being the GM, former player, like I said, former mm-hmm. player. He's run the gamut, and he's willing to get back. And like I said, people that might know him or know his history – can very easily say, uh, he was like that. I don't know if he gonna want to talk to me or not. Mm-mm. Totally different. That's real. Totally different. You would be surprised at again how easily approachable he is. And when you talk to him, like Slim said, when you talk to him about basketball, he lights up yeah. in a way like and he probably does it too. Like a parent lights up when they talk about their kids. Right, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like he has his own kids physically. Right. But basketball it's is like baby. a surrogate right. baby for right. him. It's baby. Right. Yeah. yeah. Probably so, got the, long, the longest relationship he's ever had with anything or anyone is that ball. That's real. You yeah. know what I mean? I it's just, very possible, yeah. The minute you pick it up, it's, it's that thing where you say, I used, to, I used to at one time could not ride past the court. If I heard a ball dribbling... I had to pull over. Mm-hmm. I had to. I'm like, yo, they might have run the ball. <laughs> I had to pull over. It didn't mm-hmm. matter what court, thousand courts in this city. I had to pull over. That was just my love for the game. You know right. what I mean? I just had to, if I seen a kid shooting around, I see his footwork is wrong. Mm-hmm. Young Buck, you know you're not going to be able to hit that shot if your feet are this way. You yeah. got to square up. Like So yep. now I am went and teaching this kid. Right? Yep. But it's just when it's in you, it's in you. Right. right. You it's like you mean? said, that's one of the things that took me into coaching mm-hmm. and being able to be out there on the floor and physically show the kids. Like James, like JC would always say, you can't be on the court, or Raheem said it, you can't mm-hmm. be on the court in Timberland boots calling yourself a trainer. It's no way possible that they're going to get anything from that. You can't be the guy in the gym on the sidelines just yelling, no, move your left foot two inches to the right, and then you spin. No. A lot of our kids now need visuals, and they need that physical. Mm -hmm. So it's ten times better when you can physically get out there and show them. And being the GM, although he is the GM, this is another gift that Lenny can bring. For right. sure. Where right. I could be up here in this suit or yada yada, but hold that thought for a second. Yeah. Come back, switch up, and get out there and yeah. and you might be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, because so, now, now it's in-depth analysis about what's going on 
at this particular time of the game where you might want to get the ball at. I can see a shooter, see a scorer, right. teach you spacing, teach you know what I mean, mm -hmm. alongside what the coach is doing. Right. You know right. what I mean? To not step over the coach's toes. Right. But right. can, I can interject something in there mm -hmm. because I've been there. Right. You know and it's I mean? genuine. Right. Yeah, and, sure. and that's it's what genuine. it is. And yeah. it's a it's a beautiful thing, man, when when a guy has something to give back and they truly love doing it and they can give it unconditionally, it's mm -hmm. it's different. Because you do have some players that they not trying to do none of that. Right. Like they holding on to the miracle. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like somebody taught you the game. Right. And you refuse to give it back. Right. Yeah. Like, how does that work? Yeah, you won't, you know get, any, I mean? you won't get anything out of it that way. Yeah, it's just yeah. a weird thing. But I have one question for you. And, uh, and one of the questions that was in my mind was, in terms of, in terms of being an owner, uh -huh. and in terms of, of being around this professional game for quite some time, what was it? that made you want to go in this particular part of basketball? Was there multiple things, or was it just one particular thing that said, you know what, damn, you know what, I, I should try to get my own. So, was it, yeah. So uh, when I first started with the ABA, um, Joe Newman, who's the CEO of the ABA, uh, he had reached out to me to, do, to help him uh, rebrand the, the league. Mm -hmm. um, as I started doing that, um, I started talking to a bunch of owners, and I started hearing their stories, like what the league needed and how they liked, you know, uh, owning the team and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it was like, oh, this is cool. Like, this is mm -hmm. this is decent. I want right, to try right. this. So once I started, uh, as I started, you know, building their teams and doing stuff for the league, it just it just was like, yo, I want to do uh, This is what I want to do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Came naturally. Yeah, I just fell in love with it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. That's a heck of a feat to go in there and do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's not like, like I was telling a young cat last week. I said, yo, man. I said, you know, floor sweepers in the NBA get 80000 80, Absolutely. I said, they get 80000 If you're a seasoned veteran and you play and you on the playoff sweeping floor, you're getting about 100000 Right. Mm -hmm. I said, there are other elements of this game that our kids have never Absolutely. tapped into. Absolutely. They think the ball... The ball is the instrument that will open your eyes up to everything else. Right. You know and, what I mean? To be completely honest, I, I played basketball, like, for fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never was junior varsity. Right, right, right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to me, it was it was just seeing, like, that a dude from Mobile, Alabama can start a team and have 10,000 people in a gym in Mobile, Alabama, mm -hmm. and make $5,000 a night or $20,000 a night or whatever mm -hmm. he's making, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right. And, 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 and still be impactful in their community, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that was the thing for me, like, dang, you really don't have to be, uh, what's it, Mark Cuban. Right, You right. know what I'm saying? Or, right, or what's right. to do with the Sixers? You know what I mean? To mm -hmm. own the Scott team. Scott O'Neill. Right, Josh right. Harris. Right, 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 right. And be like, Somebody will be right, impactful, right, you feel right. me? There's mm -hmm. other ways. So I, I just thought, I, I think that's the extremely cool part about it. Um, 
and just the connections you're able to build. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with the mayor. You feel right, me? Right. So it's right. like, stuff like that, I just find yeah, yeah. like super decent. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just sit back and be like, <laughs> right, I'll get right, yeah. right. I'm from yeah, 19th yeah. and Cumberland, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, so right, it's right, like, right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's all, that don't happen. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Right. Yeah, I, I told the same thing to uh, my, my cousin Dao, because he got right. MMBL. Right, right, right. And I told him when he first started, when he first started doing the league, or when he thought about doing the league, we were sitting there talking, and I said, listen, I'm going to move out the way. I'm just going to give you Raheem number, because Raheem has already ran leagues. Right. The chosen yeah. league, he's done it. Oh, right. You know what I mean? And Raheem played on my basketball team when we was in high school. Oh, right. So I said, well, listen, I'm going to move myself out the way. Talk to Rock. Rock right. can give you more in-depth information about right. running the league, how right. to deal with the city, how to do all that. I can't give you that. Right. All I can give you is support. Right. What I need to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when he started it, it was the same way. It was it was almost like, ah, and then once it rolled, right, for it sure. rolled. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. He from Ridge Avenue. He right. from 20, 26th right. Street. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But here it is, another guy being impactful in a community, changing lives. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, As sure. a commissioner of his own league. Right, right. But he's, he was also coaching that chain. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he was being impactful in so many ways, right. as well as you. Right, right. Doing the same thing, man. And that's what that's what they need. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's what I, that's what every neighborhood needs. For sure. Yeah. They need somebody they can touch. Right. You right. know what I mean? If right. they can't touch you, then it just seems out of right. out of sight, out of mind. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's the best thing yeah. about it. Don't matter where you came from. I grew up in Hunter Park. Right, for sure. You know what I mean? For Don't sure. matter where you came from, but when your motor is going in the right direction. The sky's man the ain't sky's no ain't man. no limit. The sky right. ain't it ain't no limit. That's right though. You know what I mean? That's yeah. yeah, that's what's up, man. I that's everything y'all doing, man, everything you doing, man, I, I wish you nothing but I appreciate that. A, mm-hmm. a bounty of success, man, because I know your I can hear it in your voice. You know what I mean? Your heart in it. You know what I mean? Sure. And mm-hmm. knowing your heart in it, nothing else matters. Right. Right. Bro, bro. right. Yeah. So two things real quick. hmm What were some of the challenges? Just so people know, and they can rec- put a a somewhat meaning on you coming from 19th Street to where you are now. So, what were some of the challenges in starting your own team and bringing back the Atlantic City team? And also, knowing what you know, knowing the people that you know and knew prior to having your own team, what kind of impact do you look to have with your team and your organization now? in the community and within the ABA? So, uh, the first one, again, my phone. What were some of the challenges? So, the challenges, I would say, is that I'm from Philly um, and come into a town like Atlantic City where I really don't know anybody. Like, it's Lenny is my go-to guy when I first came in. So, it's like, I only know Lenny. And um, just getting around people from Atlantic City and letting them know that I'm not here just to, you know, come make all the money and, you know, lead the city and keep it going, that I'm really here to, you know, make this Atlantic City's team and to, uh, like you said, build the community and be involved and really be here for Atlantic City. So that that, that was one of the biggest challenges. But I feel like once I got in and I started building with people and they started saying, like, I'm, I'm really about this. Like, this is really mm-hmm. what my passion. So they, they, they recognized that and, it, you know, we're starting to move forward a lot of ways. Um, 
and then uh, the space. I live in Philly, you know, where I'm in the process of moving to Atlantic City, but it just, you know, the going back and forth becomes very challenging, um, especially when you got kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's one of the challenges. And just uh, building the correct team and not being from there as well. Um, I want to I want to have Atlantic City people uh, or people from Atlantic City involved in the team. So it's just finding the right people uh, from that city that that are willing to come on and um, help and not try and kill me on the prices and stuff. Right, <laughs> right. I, I, I totally get that. Yo, yeah. like you said, it, it's, it's going to be a struggle. Like you said, with you coming being not from Atlantic City, right? But in the process of moving, but. Right. That's a challenge within itself, um, I believe. Yeah, I'm the outsider. So yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, my fault. The um, second question was. Um, the second question was, what type of impact, knowing your vision, knowing what you want, and what you have laid out for yourself and your team, how do you think you will impact the ABA with your vision of what you pretend, intend to put on? Oh the floor? man, we 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 about to be the best team in the league. Period. Um, from from our uh, game uh, halftime shows to just the all entertainment in the venue, um, we got the dance team, we got the cheerleaders. I have the mascot. We got a blimp that flies around the arena and drops tickets and prizes. I got t-shirt guns. I'm giving you an NBA experience uh, from start to finish. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's not like any other ABA team you've seen. Um, I guarantee. Uh, at least a playoff berth this first season. Um, uh, we're going for the best players. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, a lot of players coming out uh, wanting to play for us. Um, just because, like you said, Lenny's the GM. So a lot of people just want to play under Lenny um, and get that experience. But uh, we've been talking to a lot of good sponsors um, that are hype and happy that we're in Atlantic City. Cool. So uh, we got some huge announcements coming uh, it's gonna make a lot of people mad, but huge announcements. It's part of the business, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's part of the business, man. I mean, things happen, so you know. So, so I, I just see us being like a, a staple in the city. Um, that hat is going. That AC hat is going to mean something uh, very soon, um, and we just push it for greatness, man. That's okay. it. So, what was the thought process in reintroducing? the team as the Atlantic City Seagulls as opposed to you being the owner and bringing in your own name? I just felt like the legacy. I just feel like my thing is legends never die, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like if if you continue something great, you can only be great, you feel me? Um, and, and I just felt like it's something the city already loved. They already had a passion for it. And just mm-hmm. to bring it back and reinvent it, and make it a little hipper, a little fresher, and put my spin on it. You know what I'm saying? Cool. So, what type of team are you looking for? Like, I know a lot of people may understand basketball, or they think they understand basketball. So, a lot of people get caught up in the, like, with the NBA. The West is usually a team that's usually going to get out and run. The Eastern Conference are teams that can slow the ball down. Do you look to have a combination of both? Or are you trying to come up with a game plan where your team will be unique in the style of play that you have? So, uh, to be honest with you, um, I you've watched ABA games, so you know it's it's 
automatically a fast-paced game. They running, they running, they running, they just running and shooting. So we kind of want to go with a team like that. But like you said, we wanted to be somewhere in between. But uh, we're, we're really relying on the coach um, okay. that we choose to come up with that um, strategy. Um, I feel like this time in Camden we were a little overpowering um, when it came to the coaching and his decisions and what he could do and couldn't do. I feel like this time I want to step back some and, and let basketball people do basketball stuff and I handle the business. Right. So I think that's uh, – well, once we got a coach, I think he'll be a better person to answer that. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. So that means that the coaching process is still um, underway. They are looking for a coach. Um, I have done my homework, and I know tryouts will be coming soon. Yes. So I know Slim being my guy – I'll get a heads up, and I'll be able to let some people that I know or my followers and everything know when that's going down. Um, And some of the other announcements that he just mentioned will be recycled through Sports Rap right here on Heat 100 Radio. Uh, Quick question. I saw on the Internet, Uh and I've been following, and we talked a little bit about this on social media, Uh naming the mascot. Uh. (laughs) How was that process going? And... How strange were some of the names that people submitted? I think I got a list. Okay. <laughs> Let me see. Um, so the process is actually it's coming along. Um, we're just trying to get people to go to the site and vote on the names. Now we had um, somewhere around like uh, forty-six names. Then we cut it down to. Let me see. I'll tell you how many. So while he's looking for the information, I'm gonna let my partner in on this too. Little disclaimer here. We got some stake in there, bro. <laughs> just just between us three right here. Got a little bit of stake in there. That's what made me ask that question of my buddy here. You know, but seriously though, it's I've looked at the list and that's what that's also what made me ask that question. Some of the names that I saw on the list. Like people get high. Like <laughs> it, it 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 made me think that some of these people f- were just in it just to get what was being given away. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Like just to win something, and had no clue or no following on any mascots anywhere else. <laughs> as far as some of the names that they put on that, hey, if you look at that list, and he's laughing because he knows when you look at that list. People that know, that have been to sporting events, that have been around or seen mascots and know the names of some mascots, you look at that list and you'd be like, wait, where, where, where the hell did this come from? I think we got like 300 votes so far, somewhere around there. Cool. So look, folks, keep voting, man. Y'all can get on the website, accgoals.com. Yeah, accgoals.com. And get over there, um, click that link, and vote. There's a couple good ones on here, though. And vote. It is. is. See that one that's at the top, right? Yeah, I see it. I see it. (laughs) I thought Wave Wave was going to win for the longest, but Mm -hmm. the one at the top has been winning. Um, as of right now. So. Mm-hmm. And, and me, personally, I did that. Like I said, I did that out of the friendship, uh, out of my base. Like, there was no ulterior motives in it for me. Right. I just happened to see it. And like you said, I just looked at Atlantic City Seagulls. I know mascots. Bang, here it is. And I just typed it in and sent it. Mm-hmm. And just by chance, I was at work one day and preparing for the interview. 
and I looked and I saw that, you know, some stats were up. <laughs> and I looked and I saw where it was. So, you know, I'm 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 being funny here now, but like I said, some of those names, like Bob, you just looked at that list. Some of those names There's like some jerseys on there, man. People have like, yo, what Yeah, like you, what are you about? what are you thinking what? about? Like you've never been around, never seen a mascot, never heard a mascot's name or anything like that before. So normally, normally it has to. Normally they rhyme, right? You know what I mean? Or normally it, it outside of it being right, it has has to do something with the city, right? Mm-hmm. Has to do something with the mascot itself, right. or the team name, or the team right. name, right? right. Like <laughs> yeah, so you know, folks. Yeah, like I said, people get over there. With these cases, get over the ACC goals. Check that list out. Vote for your favorite name. And you know it, it'll it's going to come out sooner or later. It's going to come. So yeah, we're going to do. Uh, we're we're actually waiting on the costume to be complete. Um, I think we got two more weeks, um, and we're going to do a hatching ceremony um, in front of Boardwalk Hall, and we're cool. going to announce the name then. Um, but we're super excited about that. The mascot. That's yeah. been a process. Absolutely, man. You know you you can't have you can't have that experience that you plan on having. Right. Without having a mascot. Right. It's gotta be a mascot there. For sure. Um I think having a mascot brings the people in more. Right, for sure. Um and also if people don't know, the ABA is kind kind of reminds me of the Philadelphia Soul, the AFL. Right. Right. It's a family friendly sure. event sure. where there's stuff going on for the kids, um stuff going on for the adults. It's just a family environment. Ten dollar ticket. Yeah, see, Re- very reasonable tickets. You know, and you're going to get that full experience. Absolutely. Because correct me if I'm wrong, the the target audience, or most of what part of the target audience that you have, a lot of times or sometimes may not get the opportunity to get the full extent of a NBA game. Absolutely. With the true like we like to say, stars or mega stars. Absolutely. So this is like, I think, 10 times better yeah. because you're getting that experience, but it's in your own backyard. Right. And it's people that look like you, maybe even people that you know yeah. Right. Yeah. that are putting this forward to you. Yeah. So that makes it even better. So we wish you... All the best. I appreciate that. Man, Thank you, you know, like I said, I, I, I was with you, um, and and I saw the success of the Camden Monarchs when they started out, and that led you to the Yaden Kings, and then, like we said, we got hit with that COVID. Right. But the persistence, the business nature prompted you to stay with it um, when you could, um, and you said it took you a month to yeah. come up with it yeah, that yeah. just shows me the dedication mm-hmm. and you know the 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 fortitude that you have to stay with it and the giving back is something that we like to do here at Heat Wonder Radio and us as our show the giving back is I think the one of the biggest parts um, why you will be successful and have mm-hmm. been successful in um, some of your other business endeavors I think this is a great thing and, and, and if y'all want to win tickets, y'all going to be able to get them right here uh, with Sports Rap with D. Uh, two tickets every season, every uh, home game, you'll be able to win two right here. You know see that? We yeah. appreciate that. You see that? Like yeah. Ann Gilbert said, it's not 
who you know is who knows you. <laughs> and that's what he said to me, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Shout out to Ant for that. Um, he also wanted me to, so when you talk to Lenny, let him know that Anthony Gilbert said hello. Um, gotcha. Like I said, unfortunately, he had other business to attend, so we couldn't be here today. But Slim has already assured us that they will be back. For sure. And they will bring Lenny with them. And again, shout outs to you, man. Like I said, the business concept, the things that you're doing, great for the community, great for us, um, great you. for us as black men mm-hmm. as well. Uh, before we close out, shout out to Brittany, your coordinator, Absolutely. your cheerleading coordinator. She's been working um, very hard. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate her so much. Again, shout out to Marty Smalls Absolutely. for welcoming you in and Absolutely. being open, having his door open for you for anything that you need. So tell folks where they can find you on social media. Social media where AC Seagulls, um, www.accseagulls.com. Um, my company, Dare Poet Society. Poets uh, with a Z. Poets with a Z at Dare Poet Society um, on everything. DarePoetSociety.com. Um, and like I'm, I'm here to help anybody, man. So if you need help and you, I mean, you want to do some real business, holla at me. Like I said, real business. No, no, no playing around. Yeah, I don't have no time. For that. Absolutely, Baldy. <laughs> hey, you can get at me, Aaron Baldy Moore on Facebook and Ball seventy five on Instagram. As you know me at SportsRap underscore D Instagram and Twitter. You can check out the YouTube SportsRap TV. This video will be up later this week for anyone that missed it. The audio will go up uh, probably tomorrow or the next day on iHeart. Google, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The webpage, sportsratradio.com. And again, it's Monday, beginning of the week. As we like to say, it's going to be a little warm today, but be great on purpose. Yes, sir. Check us all week on social media, and we'll be right back here, heat100radio.com, on Monday to bring you more news, sports, and updates on everything that's going on in the sports world. And... We will also keep you up to date on the Atlantic City Seagulls. Friends of the show, friends personally, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Great interview. Thanks again, bro. No, oh, shout, no problem, man. Shout, man. Congratulations on all that success, man. It's only, it's only going to get better.